0: Welcome to Misty 101 Podcast. We hope that you enjoy this episode of our podcast. Police end up delivering pizzas after seizing delivery driver's vehicle. Police officers ended up delivering a pizza in Nottinghamshire after discovering a delivery driver did not have their full license. Members of Nottinghamshire Police's Operation Reacher team said a driver in Sutton in Ashfield only had their provisional licence when they were pulled over on Thursday, June 2. After seizing the vehicle on Jefferson Road in Sutton in Ashfield, they realised a bag full of pizzas still needed to be delivered to Lemington Estate, meaning the officers had to go above and beyond and make sure they were delivered to the right destination. A spokesperson for Ashfield Police said, last night Operation Reacher seized a male's vehicle on Jefferson Road, Sutton in Ashfield after the driver was driving around unsupervised on a provisional licence. There was only one problem though, the driver was a-delivering a bag full of pizzas for some hungry residents of the Lemington estate. Nobody deserves to go to bed hungry. So Op Reacher did the right thing and made sure those pizzas got to their final destination. Luckily enough for our hungry residents, no tip required. Russia is trying to sell you stolen grain, U.S. warns African nations. The U.S. has warned drought-stricken African nations that Russia is attempting to sell them stolen grain, presenting them with a choice between feeding their population or endorsing war crimes in Ukraine. Officials in Washington last month alerted 14 mostly African countries that Russian cargo vessels were leaving ports filled with looted Ukraine food. The diplomatic cable, first reported by The New York Times, highlighted concerns over the possibility of a global food crisis triggered by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president said on Monday that as much as 75 million tonnes of grain would be stuck in his war-torn country by the end of autumn. His intervention came after a visit to the front line in the battle for the eastern Donbas region, where fighting over the key city of Sevrodonetsk has further intensified. Right now we have about 20 to 25 million tonnes blocked, Mr Zelensky said. In the autumn that could be 70 to 75 million tons. Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, has been repeatedly accused of weaponizing food supplies in order to put pressure on the West to ease its sanctions on Moscow. Before his invasion, Ukraine was the world's fourth largest supplier of grains, with many African nations reliant on its exports for food. But a Russian naval blockade of the country's black sea ports have seen exports frozen. Africa's food supplies are precarious at the best of times, but the conflict has turned everything on its head. Before the war, Ukraine and Russia supplied about 40% of Africa's wheat and about 80% of the world's sunflower oil trade. The pressure led to Macky Sall, the head of the African Union and the president of Senegal, To call for Western sanctions on Russia to be eased, after he met with Mr. Putin in Moscow last week. Hassan Karnanj, the director of the Horn International Institute for Strategic Studies, told the NYT that many African countries were unlikely to hesitate before buying Russian supplied grain, no matter where it comes from. This is not a dilemma, he said. Africans don't care where they get their food from and if someone is going to moralise about that, they are mistaken. Meanwhile, Russian forces were accused of attempting to desperately wipe eastern cities off the face of the earth as the Kremlin was unable to break down fierce Ukrainian resistance. Sergei Haydei, the regional governor of the eastern Luhansk region, said on Monday that fighting in the area had further intensified, with the city on the brink of becoming another miracle. Luhansk fighting has increased tenfold. In an update posted on the Telegram messaging app, the official said Russian shelling on the city and neighboring Lysychansk had increased tenfold. Mr Zelensky traveled on Sunday to the frontline city of Lysychansk, the closest he has come to the fighting since Russian troops pulled out of the Kyiv region in March. Just six miles across the siversky Donetsk River is Severodonetsk, which has been the scene of a weeks-long battle between Ukrainian and Russian fighters. The Kremlin has poured vast resources, including troops and equipment, into its effort to capture the city, the last under Ukrainian control in the eastern Luhansk region, which is one half of the Donbas. Kyiv's troops launched a number of successful counter-attacks on Russian-held positions last weekend, forcing Vladimir Putin's forces out of Sevrodonetsk's city centre. The fighting is very dynamic Mr Hayde, I said. Half of the city was recaptured during the counter-offensive, but we are now holding positions in the industrial zone. Now the Russians are leveling Severodonetsk and Lysychansk to the ground Mr Hayday I added He said if Russians couldn't capture territory they would leave nothing for Ukraine's armed forces to defend Mr Zelensky's visit to the front line only his second official trip outside the Kyiv region since the war began on the 24th of February involved a perilous journey while officials refused to offer significant details of how the Ukrainian president had reached Lysikensk, the road, one of Ukraine's main supply lines, into the city is known to be littered with artillery and mortar craters. Videos posted on his personal Telegram channel showed Mr Zelensky, dressed in his trademark olive military shirt, in Lysikensk and Soledar, which have both been targeted by frequent Russian shelling. We brought something to the military, he said. We brought confidence. In London, Estonia's prime minister said Western leaders should stop trying to help Mr Putin save face with premature ceasefire calls. Kaja Kallas said some European leaders, including France's Emmanuel Macron, need more convincing of the threat posed by Russia. Talking about off-ramps and saving face. Putin can save his own face by going back to Russia, because, Russian troops, are in a sovereign country," she said. This is much worse than Boris Johnson feared. When is a win not a win? When it reveals that 41% of your MPs no longer believe in your leadership. This was a shocking result for Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Neither he nor his aides feared the vote would be this bad. It was worse than Theresa May's no-confidence vote, which saw her resign five months later. Boris Johnson and the UK are now trapped in a political purgatory. The rebels did not have the numbers for a successful coup. Yet the Prime Minister is now too weak to govern effectively. He will try. However, Monday evening's vote shows how many Tory MPs distrust him or doubt his ability to do his job it's equivalent to about 80% of Conservative backbenchers. Such a damaging verdict cannot be undone. The chair of the influential 1922 committee, the parliamentary group of the Conservative Party in the House of Commons, Graham Brady, received so many letters of no confidence beyond the 54 threshold that he did not need to count the final tranche. The 148 Tory MPs who voted to get rid of Boris Johnson cannot in good faith stand on doorsteps and ask people to lend him their votes. The rebels will keep coming. There is little that Mr Johnson can do to placate this disparate bunch except resign, since they are unified primarily by their opposition to his leadership. The man who wanted to be world king who has the chance to make his mark on history and to shape the future of the UK, is instead squandering this opportunity because of his reckless conduct in office. He has faced extreme circumstances, of course, the pandemic. Europe's first land war since 1945, and high inflation. He has not got all of the big calls right, as his supporters claim. He delivered the Brexit vote, although so far few of the promised benefits. The government unlawfully discharged people into care homes at the start of the pandemic, killing many thousands, was slow to lock down, and is about to embark on the process of tearing up one of its own Brexit treaties. He can point to major achievements, most notably the rapid COVID vaccine rollout and subsequent unlock and his staunch support for Ukraine. Yet he has undermined his accomplishments through complacency, disorganization, absence of strategy and his lack of integrity. Mr Johnson won a thumping majority just two and a half years ago. There is no Tory leader in waiting. Sir Keir Starmer still hasn't convinced enough voters that he is an alternative. So how on earth has the PM been reduced to this? The collapse in trust is not about cake, or lobbying, or wallpaper. It's about lying to the public and to parliament. He has treated people like idiots, showing a contempt for voters and his colleagues. The cabinet knows it and their hearts aren't in it. Secretary of State for Health and Social Care. Sajid Javid was sent out to do a broadcast round on Monday. He looked like he was in a hostage video. Tellingly, only 157 of Mr Johnson's 359 MPs had publicly backed him by the time voting closed. They were embarrassed. This was always a marriage of convenience between Mr Johnson and his conservative colleagues. A transactional relationship built on his election success. So when the proverbial hits the fan, he has fewer allies. He clings on, but for how long? A conservative leadership contest would be divisive and distracting. However we live in turbulent times. People are desperate for competent government and for leadership that can unite different factions around a coherent vision of the future. A great number of Mr Johnson's colleagues doubt that he is capable. China setting up naval base in Cambodia as it seeks global reach China is reportedly building a clandestine naval outpost in Cambodia as part of its plans to extend its global power. Cambodia's Rheem Naval Base, on the Gulf of Thailand, will host an area for solely Chinese use, the Washington Post reported. A ceremony breaking ground for the facility was expected to be held later this week, with China's ambassador to Cambodia potentially present. The base would be China's first foreign naval base in the Indo-Pacific region. It has another foreign naval base in Djibouti. An official in Beijing told the Washington Post that part of the new base would be used by the Chinese military but denied it was for China's exclusive use. It would reportedly include equipment for satellite systems, potentially including missile targeting systems. The Chinese Foreign Ministry did not comment. A Western official told the newspaper that China wants to become so powerful that the region will give in to China's leadership. A spokesman for the Cambodian embassy in the US said it was baseless to suggest there would be a Chinese naval base and that Cambodia did not allow foreign military bases. They said Ream was being renovated. There has been increasing Chinese investment and influence in Cambodia in recent years. US officials believe China is also aiming to raise its influence and power in numerous other countries including Thailand, Indonesia and Pakistan that could allow Beijing to interfere with U.S. military operations, and support offensive operations against the United States according to the Pentagon. China has the world's biggest navy with more than 350 vessels, and is expected to add another 100 by the end of this decade. However, it so far has nothing like the number of bases the U.S. has in strategic positions all over the globe. The Cambodia base would be strategically beneficial for Beijing, including in relation to the South China Sea. The suggestion that China could set up at Rheim was reported in 2019. It was said to have signed a secret agreement with Cambodia to use the facilities there, the Wall Street Journal reported. When it was suggested three years ago that a deal had been done for the base, Cambodia described it as fake news. At the time it was suggested that China would build two new piers at the base, one for use by China, and the other for Cambodia. Cambodians would have to receive permission to go into a 62-acre Chinese area of the base, it was reported. The Ream base was bombed by the US in 1975, at the end of the Vietnam War, and the Soviet Union later fixed and improved it. In 2018 Mike Pence, US Vice President at the time, wrote to Cambodia expressing concern at suggestions China could be planning to set up a naval base there. UK produces a fifth more gas as Europe scrambles to end reliance on Russia. The UK is producing almost a fifth more gas than last year, boosting efforts to wean the country and its European neighbours off Russian energy. Production of gas in Norway has also climbed 10pc year-on-year, according to Bloomberg data analysed by Bank of America. North Sea drillers in British waters have produced 17pc more gas so far in 2022 than in the same period last year. UK production in early June is running at almost 100 m 3 (mcm) per day, after falling to 40mcm last summer. Bank of America analysts said UK production had recovered from a horrific 2021 following a collapse in prices one year earlier and tougher environmental rules. Falls in European and UK production last year were one driver of the rally in gas prices starting last summer that has sent household energy bills to record prices. Russia's war on Ukraine has since increased the pressure as countries scramble to cut their reliance on Russia and look for replacements. Politicians in the UK have been trying to get North Sea drillers to increase production, despite ongoing efforts to cut carbon emissions. The UK gets little gas directly from Russia but there are concerns about a significant knock-on effect if Russia cuts off supplies to Europe this winter in retaliation over sanctions. The EU has typically sourced about 40pc of its gas from Russia but wants to cut that by two-thirds this year. It has faced widespread criticism that purchases of oil and gas from Russia are helping to fund the Kremlin's war on Ukraine. UK prices typically closely track those on the continent, although have been lower in recent weeks amid an increase in shipments of gas to the UK from around the world. Bank of America analysts said European natural gas currently has the dubious honour of being the most expensive source of energy in the world. They said storage levels are normalising thanks to increased supplies which could help bring prices down, but warned, energy security of supply remains a major risk and should support prices. Summer weakness in European gas prices was unlikely to last they added. Warning of lasting damage to the European economy. Aliens will stop Putin from using nukes. Yuri Geller believes that aliens will stop Vladimir Putin if he tries to fire his nuclear weapons. The Daily Star said the spoon-botherer thinks creatures from outer space will use advanced technology to scramble the Russian leader's warheads. The 75-year-old said. With one click of a button we can stop the traffic on the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco and we can knock out radar systems. We can do anything with cyber today you can imagine what extraterrestrials can do. Mom gives birth to twins three days apart. A mom in Texas has given birth to identical twins three days apart. Carmen Martinez welcomed Gabriela, Gabby. Grace Hernandez on 7 March and Isabella Rose Hernandez on 10 March at the Hendrick Health Facility, Fox News reported. Gabby was the first one born at 24 weeks and four days, and Bella was born at 25 weeks, exactly she said. Human pregnancies typically last about 40 weeks. Dr James L. Tadvik, who helped deliver both babies, said. I've only seen this one other time in my career. Bungalow painting goes for £255,000. An oil painting that hung for decades in a bungalow in North London has sold for £255,000, The Times reported. The owner, a 90 year old woman, was unaware that the depiction of the Madonna and Child was the work of a 15th century Italian master, Filippino Lippi a pupil of Sandro Botticelli. The family of the woman, who has been living in a care home since last year, were preparing to sell her bungalow in Enfield to help pay for her care when an auctioneer made the discovery during a routine valuation. How Brit hacked into NASA for proof of UFOs and found alien spaceship photo. A hacker from the UK who broke into NASA files has said he did not anticipate finding evidence of alien life. However, Gary McKinnon claims to have seen thousands of images of stored on the space agency's system including one of a cigar-shaped alien spaceship. The 56-year-old computer whiz claims he discovered the images between February. 2001 and March 2002 when he broke into 97 US government computers. The hacker believes NASA is covering up evidence of alien life and was shocked at the amount of pictures being hidden away. A lengthy legal battle began once Gary's findings were shared and the Brit was even threatened with extradition and prosecution. Speaking to The Sun about his findings. Gary explained his initial shock and disbelief at uncovering what he believes is proof of aliens visiting Earth. He said, it's a fact that there are objects we don't understand flying around in our skies, it's also a fact that there are scientific, intelligence and military departments that study these objects. I was absolutely gobsmacked and those folders had thousands more images. When word spread about Gary's findings the situation escalated and prosecutors in the U.S. wanted him jailed for up to 60 years, reported Mirror Online. He was arrested in 2002 and also in 2005 at the request of the U.S. and authorities said the cost of fixing the problems he caused amounted to more than $700,000. It was agreed in 2006 that Gary would be extradited from the UK, but this led to years of appeals and a campaign to prevent it. In October 2012 former Home Secretary Theresa May blocked the extradition on account of Gary's Asperger's Syndrome. Current Labour leader Keir Starmer was Director of Public Prosecutors at the time and two months later announced that Gary would not face prosecution in the UK. Gary avoided legal action and brought attention to the issue of governments potentially covering up evidence of aliens visiting Earth. But why was Gary looking at NASA files in the first place? Former NASA employee Donna Hare claimed satellite images were often scrubbed of UFO evidence at the Johnson Space Center. Gary had heard about this claim and was looking to verify Donna's account. When he accessed the NASA files, Gary claims he saw four folders named, filtered, unfiltered, processed and raw. However, his 56k dial-up internet connection slowed him down and he managed to get just one picture from the folder before he lost access, an image of the cigar-shaped spacecraft. The issue of aliens visiting Earth made headlines in America last week as a congressional meeting was held about UFOs. The first meeting of this kind in more than 50 years revealed that reports of unidentified aerial phenomena have doubled in the last year. It also concluded that the U.S. government wants to know more about what's out there in space. This was welcome news for UFO theorists especially those who believe that aliens have already been in contact with mankind. But Gary is not convinced that the event is significant or will lead to further information about alien life being shared. He said, the hearing is not significant at all for disclosure, these hearings, discussion panels and the like are never fruitful for disclosure. Gary's belief is that evidence of UFOs is being hidden in the US. This could be because the technological advancements of alien crafts are too advanced for humans to comprehend. It could also be because technology has been extracted from mystery objects which the government wants to hide. Gary maintains that his hacks caused no harm and the fact that he was able to break into NASA machines is because they used unsecured versions of Windows. While undisputed proof of alien life has yet to be found the work of people like Gary raises important questions about what governments around the world may be keeping back from the public. NASA was contacted for comment. We hope that you have enjoyed our podcast. We thank you for your support. We hope to see you again next time.